This is Six Rings. The dynasty continues. And football things. The X, the Z, vertical routes. I love football, man. With your host, Andy Hart. Well, Andy Hart is a football genius. I'm not going to pretend I sit down and watch the All-22. Next question, Andy Hart, please. Nick Fitzy Stevens. Is that Fitzy with you this morning? Absolutely not, Fitzy. This just in, I'm dead inside. And Chris Shine. Derek Carr, however, is a guy I would ride tonight. I think Matt Patricia's a boob. And we are back for another three-man full squad. No, this isn't spring training. This isn't training camp where only part of the roster is taking part. Full squad, six rings and football things podcast. I'm your host, Andy Hart. Obviously, alongside, we have the sometimes positive voice of Patriot Nation, Nick Fitzy Stevens. And then we have the always Mac Jones hating Chris Scheim, who... Fitzy, interesting little note. Mm. I've been told that Chris Shimes' hate has uh, cross-pollinated the podcast world and been making its way over to the PU and Friends podcast on Patriots.com, where he's bringing Shime takes to that world. And people are like, who's this Shime guy? And they're like, well, he's the guy that does the podcast with Fitzy and Andy. So Shime's negativity is truly, truly snowballing and going global. So As a matter of fact, kiss, baby. Now, yeah, that's called shit rolling downhill. Uh, <laughs> so I, I actually had a, a conversation with your former employer, my sometimes freelance employer uh, of recent day, talking about the upcoming season, Andy. And I even, in conversation with uh, one of our respective colleagues over at patriots.com slash unfiltered, was approached and or asked, like, what is andor what is the like why does shime hate the patriots so much like it <laughs> the word has spread like it's out like really that, that, i like that that stack of papers has landed on the street corner like extra extra read all about it the new england patriots robbed chris shime's childhood the new england patriots shot chris shime's parents in an alley coming out of a broadway show well so the, see that's the funniest thing right they graced my childhood with so much victory and success you'd think i would be a homer fanboy and i'm not i am uh i try to be as uh realistic and uh, sometimes as negative as possible. And you know what? If if people are people are on board or against the negativity, well, welcome welcome to the show. So okay, so Shime, I will you say, to just be a total hater, guys. <laughs> Shime, I will say it's fine. It's fun. It balances out what, in my opinion, is too much of the Homer uh, aspect of things. But I will say, right up, it's fun and entertainment and balance. Right up until the point you pick up the phone and you say hello, and it's uh. Chris, this is uh, Jonathan Kraft. <laughs> At that point, you might have a little squirt in the old shorts and figure out how you're going to talk your way out of that situation. What, yeah, there, gonna, there's, what, what, there's, what is he going to say? It's not like it's not like I'm calling him like you know uh, bad names like some people have been have done in this city. I'm not. I have never once attacked him. I've never uh, no, once no, attacked no, no. Robert. I love those guys. They brought me everything in my childhood. But and if so you come I for the Patriots, the you're coming for the family. See, that's the thing. It doesn't uh, matter. It's an, it doesn't matter who you may insult uh, or and in, in who you may dis, well, uh, disparage or that you are displeased with. I'll put it this way: If you ever see like uh, you know like either a blocked number or unlisted, and you pick it up. And you hear like, why don't you go and check the front door? Don't answer it. <laughs> well, I, I mean, let's be honest, though. I bet Belichick would appreciate my candor, but then call me a bumbling idiot as well. So, I, you know, and yeah, so, yeah. don't and worry so about Bill. I, yeah. Don't worry about Bill. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's a last name craft you have to be I concerned with. So okay, just, just avoid that. Interestingly, They're great people. 
They are great people. Interesting. The best. And passionate um, in their own right. Yeah, so, like that's the other thing too. Like passionate. Jonathan is like a legit, like Robert is a legit fan of the Correct. sport and of the team. So like I get it if you'd be miffed at me for being negative about the squad. Okay. So it's interesting that we start with this sort of uh, balance between homerism, negativity, optimism, pessimism, positive, negative, white and black, dark and night. Because... The Patriot... Did you dabble in jazz poetry while you were away for two and a half weeks? It's a bit of a cosmic gumbo. I Summer. like it. I'm just I like, rolling, I like baby. It. Just rolling. So I like it. of late, ESPN made note with a series of uh, blogs, stories written off, surveys of unnamed NFL people, a variety of unnamed in the league people where they rated. I believe it was, uh, Andy, I believe it was 50 executives, coaches, scouts, and players, yes. all anonymously uh, aggregated by Jeremy Fowler. Correct. 50 of them answering best players at every position. They then posted these daily updates, and they did it 1 to 10. Then they did others, and then they did others receiving votes. So at some positions, 18 guys are named somewhere in that range, whatever it may be. And of note is the fact that there was one Patriot to crack the top 10 at any of the positions. <laughs> he did so uh, by the old skin of his tight end teeth. Hunter Henry came in 10th at tight end. And it was kind of tied to sort of like a tie goes to the. Right one. Yeah. Which is so, fair. Like, I'm not going to, if somebody wants to say he's the 10th best tight end to be fair. And to be frank, especially, you know, if you're talking fantasy, uh, fantasy land tight ends, absolute wasteland well i would also say tight end's a position if you're 10th you're out of the discussion tight end is not an overly deep spot if you're outside of like yeah. the top five you're in like a big clump of players correct because it's been top heavy for a long time so we have that to work with that the nfl has spoken they're you know a representative sampling of coaches gms front office whatever has spoken they don't think very highly of the patriots talent and that no, had me don't. thinking that had me thinking about the famous Scott Pioli quote. We're not, and this is from the early 2000s. I'm not saying he's involved with the talent at this point, but this was an early philosophical part of the Patriot dynasty, dynasty one. We're not collecting talent. We're building a team. And that team was good. It won a Super Bowl, surprisingly. Then it got better, added even more talent, won a couple more Super Bowls. Hindsight, we say, well, you kind of were collecting talent because you kind of had some Hall of Fame talents <laughs> littered throughout that roster on both sides of the ball. But that perspective asks, I, I bring a simple question and I want Shime to answer first, the Dark Knight that he is. Of course, I yep. want him to let me know now that the league says Patriots talent, not that good. Are the Patriots as a team heading into 2022 capable of? of being better than the sum of their parts, or are they who their talent says they are? I, I think to, you know, bring, it was with Dennis Green, right? They are who we thought they were. Like that's, yes. that, and that's what I think we will Careful recognize. Careful not to let them off the hook. Yeah, I think, I think we you will recognize it. that we'll with the it. Patriots as the season goes on. I just, uh, I think NFL or the NFL execs and scouts and whoever they interviewed for this were pretty much right. I don't think, I guess maybe you might be able to make a case like Matt Judon should have been an honorable mention, but was not, is not a top 10 D end. Uh, they definitely don't have a top 10 linebacker or corner. Um, I, I bet by the end of the season, you may see a Patriot safety crack that top 10 that I wouldn't be shocked about. Um, Hunter Henry sneaking in by the skin of his 
teeth. It makes sense to me. Mac Jones should not be a top 10 quarterback. And then the running backs, I, I, I really like the running backs, but I also understand why they're not top 10. There's a lot of talent at running back across the league. Um, Damian would be the closest, I guess, but to me, he's probably right in the middle of that pack, probably somewhere in that 13 to 16 range. Um, so I, I think that, I think it's accurate and purely, yeah, you, you want to build a team. Sure. But in order to do that, you also have to have talent just because you have a bunch of guys that play really well together. Doesn't mean you're going to win a lot of games. Like it, it, you may win some games you shouldn't, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be successful either. So to me, Andy, this harkens back to, and I know people are want for not making comps to the 2001 Patriots team because this isn't Tom Brady. Times have changed. It's a different style of gameplay. The athletes are more elite. They're faster. They're stronger. I get it. But to me, one of the things that I have always loved and that I believe to have helped sustain what Tom Brady's and Gronk's and the Seymour's and the Brewski's and McGinnis's, if you will, the Hall of Famers or Hall of Fame adjacent talents, the Vrabels, the Ty Laws, then the Rodney Harrisons did during that time was build a very strong middle class of talent. Now, you're going to need more than just middle class talent to win when you play elite level players from Derrick Henry's to Devontae Adams, from Darren Waller's to Tyreek Hills and Josh Allen's and beyond. But I feel like save maybe for the final two positional groups that we reviewed and previewed recently here on the six rings podcast, cornerbacks and linebackers, the two positional groupings, if you will, that have the greatest possibility of either surprising or potentially letting down. Uh, I think the Patriots have stacked up nicely in the wide receiver room at the tight end position at the running back position in the quarterback room. The D line is maybe even a little better than we've given it credit for, or so we'll hopefully soon see. And obviously safeties and special teams are pretty top tier amongst other NFL teams. So when somebody says, yeah, they lack elite level talent. Look, they got one guy in the top 10 of 11 different positional groupings. And that didn't even include special teams. I can understand why somebody wants to go ring. The empire is uh, coming for the, for our planet air raid siren. Like the purge siren could go Hero off March baby. Yeah, exactly. Like I understand why people may say, lock it up, wrap it up. Bill Wolf, uh, you know, grow and company did a lousy job. I don't see it that way. I see a fundamentally strong team that doesn't have the top tier talent, but doesn't have holes really safe for cornerback. And I think that's, what's going to help keep them in games all season long. Do they excel? Do they compete? Do they go beyond? That's, you know, what we'll find out over the next five months, but I don't think that they're going to get laid out flat on their face just because they don't have a bunch of guys with 95 and 97 Madden ratings. Well, and I would also say, and you bring up 2001, and I think that's fair. There's been enough comparisons. Pioli's part of that era, the whole thing. Mac, the rebooting at the quarterback position. There's enough reasons to, and quite frankly, Robert Kraft referenced it this spring where he talked about, you know, in the past we had some good teams that didn't always be considered to have the best talent. But in hindsight, they had better talent than we thought of at the time. And that's where I think the optimism as a Patriots fan can and maybe should come from, can come from, definitely. Should? I don't know. I probably have to wait two or three years before I know the answer to that. But if Mac Jones is who the, the promoters think he is, if Christian Barmore, who ESPN rated as the number two most likely second-year breakout player candidate, if he is yep. Richard Seymour or some semblance of that, a, an impact pro-bowl, all-pro defensive lineman, if Kyle Duggar ascends to 
Pro Bowl status, which I think could happen as early as this year. Preach. Then if these questions start to be answered in normal developmental fashion, these to me, these aren't, um, you know, pie in the sky dreams. Well, if Jonu Smith becomes the best tight end in football, not going to happen. You're if six, Nelson jump, Aguilar can just finally live no. up to his two-year, twenty-two million dollar, nope. it's not about that. Nope. No, it's not. No, it's more. It's about exactly like what you're natural saying. Yes, development, and yes. you know, and if if you continue, I think everybody agrees. Looks like they had a good draft in 2021. If 2022 brings a starting guard for the next five, six, eight, ten years, if it brings even a um, complementary, rotational, decent receiver, if it brings one of the two corners contributing on some level, right? If those things are positives, which we, we can't say they're negatives right now. We can't say they're positives, but we can't say they're negatives. If that natural evolution, we may look back on this team in a different light. But that being said, those are not questions in Buffalo, Kansas City, L.A., Las Vegas, they have proven elite talent that now just is trying to get over that hump of going from, we know we're talented. Can we win 14 games? Can we win 15 games? Can we be the pack leader in a conference? Well, there's still also the scenario as well that those guys, at least some of them, continue to develop and break out, and this team doesn't have success. Like There is also that possibility. But would you bet on that? If the talent develops, if Mac Jones gets better, I'm not even going to go all in on Mac Jones, a top five quarterback. If Mac Jones gets better and this year makes the jump from, what did we say, like 18 was kind of an average ranking for him somewhere. If he gets up to, everybody agrees he's 12. And then you go, well, in year three, if he gets, you know, a couple spots better, if I think we all believe still, regardless of what happened last year, Bill Belichick is still a pretty good coach. They had an abysmal yep. season, I think, coaching-wise last year. But I still pretty think good can, coach. he's a pretty, pretty good, good coach. Hmm. We're not getting into the coordinators on offense. We're not doing it. We've done enough of it. We're not doing it. Let Just the record show Bill. Andy Hart said Bill yeah. Belichick is still a pretty he, good coach. I think Mac Jones would have to have a monstrous leap for you to have playoff hopes. This year? Yes, agreed. But I'm not I, talking. I, about I that. don't I think the monstrous is growth. No, Andy, Andy, you yes, you agree. But I, I don't think the majority of people do. I don't think Fitzy agrees. Like I think if I Wait, think hold Fitzy on, time out. To if, what degree? To what degree? I, I don't like, think Mac Jones is going to have a monstrous Mac, leap. I think he'll no, no, take a significant even if he leap. Takes, okay, significant leap to you though. What's the difference between monstrous and significant? Uh, 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 there's instead a, of going twenty-two and thirteen, he's going twenty-eight and thirteen. Yeah, if like, he goes 30 and 50, monstrous would be 38 touchdowns and 14 picks. If he goes just like Herbert, 28 to 30, this team yeah. is a playoff team. If That's he monstrous. doesn't, if he yeah. doesn't, this team isn't a playoff. If he's Burrow esque, it's significant. And wasn't a playoff team because he didn't have that good a team around him. You want to know why? While the defensive line was pretty good, the secondary was suspect. The linebackers were in transition. The offensive line was spotty. They had good wide receivers, but their special teams were an absolute medical waste fire. So. These are all issues that the Patriots don't have at this point. So that's kind of what I, again, I don't expect, like, unless we go harken back to linebackers and corners, which I know people are going to probably try to pick on once, often, frequently, and tomorrow when the games begin for real starting September 11th, unless those areas are such tragic letdowns that they just basically keep the Patriots out of games forever. 
or for the majority of the season, then I think the Pats are going to be able to A, grow, B, develop, C, begin a positive forward trajectory towards be having a decent to de pretty decent season this year and growing into 2023 and beyond. And like you said, Andy, earlier, the idea, like in 2001, you just couldn't have known who Richard Seymour was or was to be. You had an idea that Ty Law was pretty rock solid. Brewski was obviously very good. You didn't know what Tom Brady was. You know, a lot of those guys were, but identifying who could be these new tent poles around which to build on both sides of the ball, laying that foundation. That's what I say keeps them in a lot of ball games this year and come two, three years from now, we might be saying like, wow, who, who knew that we had in Barmore, another Seymour who knew in Ramondre Stevenson, we had another offensive focal point and Duggar your insert new Rodney Harrison type here. And that's why I think the comparison to the 2001 team gets um gets a little bit misguided because mm -hmm. they won the Super Bowl. Compare yeah. it to the 2001 team and let's just pretend that they lost to the Raiders. Like they made the playoffs, they had a nice turnaround season, they found a young quarterback, but they lost to the Raiders, which even Tom Brady agrees they should have because he finally admitted to his buddy Charles Woodson that it was a fumble in that documentary that ESPN did. Mm -hmm. Let's just say they lose that, they miss the playoffs the next year. And then they win in 03. To me, that's a similar timeline, comparison, rebuild, bridge. But they just won an accelerated, crazy, stars-aligned Super Bowl in 01. This team is trying to build towards an 03 title, which would be yes, maybe I next completely year. with you. Like, I, Bingo. I think Bingo. If, this, if this team, if this team is building in the right direction, this is the 2002 version of the Patriots. Yes, which unfortunately was Tom Brady leading the league in touchdowns, was a team that didn't make the playoffs. Like, they were good, not great. They had warts. They tried to make a cert. Like, mm -hmm. there was a lot of ins and outs to that whole season. And in the end, they came up short. But I and think now also... there's no Tara Reid, but we do have J-Lo, so we'll have somebody else to blame it on who makes terrible movies. But I also Wait, think J-Lo have to do with the Patriots? Well, now she's part of Patriots Nashville? Nation now because she just oh. married Ben Affleck at a Vegas drive-thru over the weekend. So yep. Pat's Nation just got one pop queen stronger. But I also think that, like, if you're hoping that this team is similar to the 2002 team where you're building for 2003, or in this case, 23, that might be, like, the higher end of the optimistic scale, in my opinion, right? Like, I, I think... Oh, yeah, they went 14-2. and two. They, they went two no, years. No, no, they no, no. No, that's not what I mean. That's not what oh. I mean. I, I'm saying like this year being that 2002 year is towards the higher end of the optimistic scale. And that like, team was nine and seven, Shime. Like this team to me could be more, you know, 2000 -y than 2002. Whoa. See, that's where you take the, the, the leap into negativity. Yes, that was I, a cleanup year. That was Pete Carroll. We don't have enough people. We started the year with less than whatever the rosters were at that time, 48 or something, they didn't fill out their whole roster because they decided there weren't enough good players to fill out a roster. And Bill's like, I'm not just keeping a guy because it says I'm supposed to fill in this line. I mean, We're it kind of feels good. like what he did at linebacker. He's just like, oh, there's no good guys out here. I'm just not going to fill any more linebackers yeah. and, and pick Would up a bunch you of Would wait and see if they can play? This is also in addition wait, to... See, we have to do podcasts twice a week leading up to the season. We cannot wait and see. 
I'm what I oh for God. The rush and to judgment in, is is perturbing to say the deep least. Somebody's in Josh Uche hype like yourself. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, neck I, deep I, or I, something else deep. Nipples uh, right. deep. Uh, not gross. That's just absolutely disgusting. Both of you clean it up and clean up on aisle six rings, please. Would you? Okay. So I, I just want you, I this is my give them a shot season shine. And you always have a give them the shot season. You're either giving them a shot or predicting a Super Bowl. There's a reality below that. Yeah, no, so but I, there's the too biggest, many variables. There's too many. There were like there were there see, are there I, were there weren't that many questions on, on teams I think the of biggest difference this year in particular is it's uh -huh. not even that the Patriots got exponentially worse. It's just that everybody else got much, much better. Like there's going to be, there's like five non-playoff teams from last year that uh -huh. are legitimate playoff contenders. Are the this Patriots year. better? Or, or so, or so we no. think Chime and Chime, hold on. The, uh, you know, two th I'm not saying that, uh, you know, anyone else is calling themselves 2011's, you know, Namdi Asamoah Philadelphia Eagle dream team. But a lot of these teams that have supplemented with free agents and new guys and gone out and bought themselves a whole bunch of tackles and running backs and corners and receivers, it should work out for them, but it's not necessarily going to. But at least we know, given the fact that there hasn't been that much turnover or or if anything else, they cleaned up all the slow feet and brought in some youth and speed on the team that these Patriots like to and can play together. So I, I'll give them that they have some cohesion, familiarity, and a little chemistry heading into the season, as opposed to some of these other experiments. But Andy just asked, are the Patriots better? They're not. They're not better than they I'm were. Sure. in What if they are better, but their record doesn't indicate that because no, no, the rest of the league that. got better? How are you sure they're not better? They lost their two of their best players okay. in the offseason and did not add like anybody. Well, they replaced one they think with a first round pick, right? You now, no, no, no. They, you won't get me to argue those first for round picks are not oh you won't oh, say first round pick. Yeah, they replaced one with Cole Strange, sure. Yeah. So and if if the year two jump, which is a thing, we all know that a lot of NFL players get a season under their belt and then are significantly better. They yep. have a number of guys that could be in that position. Key guys, at least two, at least two. You'll give me two, right? Barmore and Mac Jones are yep. in line for year two jump candidates. They could be better. If you think Devontae Parker gives you anything, allows anybody to maybe fall into a more um, fitting role, that could be an addition. Like, there's reasons. The cornerback position, I'm going to avoid. If I like, if I were a lawyer, a defense attorney, I would never bring up the cornerback position because I can't. I don't want that and on I, the record. And I can't talk about that. And argument. that's why I keep harping on it because, like, to me, it's like the math don't add it. up. You take J.C. Jackson and Shaq mm. Mason off this roster and replace them with Terrence Mitchell and uh, Cole Strange, who is a complete and utter question mark. And so, even if Cole Strange is great. Mm -hmm. Shaq Mason was statistically, or at least, you know, by rankings, you're the best player on your roster. So even if Cole Strange is great and he replaces Shaq Mason, Terrence Mitchell is not J.C. Jackson. But there I'm could sorry. be a scheme shift, Shime. not even and close. And neither uh, is Malcolm Butler, who didn't play football last year. He's a Super Bowl oh, hero. Right. Legend. Good for him. One, okay, one yeah. play does not, <laughs> does not make a career. Okay, All right. So I, I say we wrap this segment up and get to some potpourri because I'm too <laughs> – I'm starting to I'm starting to get radiation sickness again from all this Patriots negativity. I think that is the we just I think culminated what is the offseason and what is the season to come in one simple yep. question. It's the Patriots talent. It's their ability to play better than their talent, be a team, maybe overachieve, maybe maximize their coaching advantages where they exist, cover up any coaching maximize. <laughs> That's terrible. We almost Shut up. threw it. We almost it's terrible. It. It's fun. No, it's fun. It's actually fun. Terrible. It's silly. It's goofy. It's ridiculous. You know what is in my you know, dinner? You, you, no. You know what I is didn't going say to say that? Fun. I would never do that. I'm just I'm here for the mm -hmm. wordplay. 
we're going to have a fun potpourri segment, or as I call it, Pat's Puri. After Terrible. I tell Terrible. you the best ways to contact us, because we do want interaction. We know we're getting a lot of listeners. We see the numbers. We we get praise internally for the numbers, but we want more interactivity. We yes. want it on Twitter at six rings pod. That is my easiest way to interact. If you rip me, everybody knows I will engage. I am like Maverick. Always. I am like anybody else. I'm, I will engage. I don't let it flow. And if you want to just do a more traditional thought out response in an email, it's at six rings pod at gmail.com. Or you be can reach out because his, his, uh, his phasers are always set to kill, not to stun. And That's mine true. are set and mine are set to pun. Uh, you oh. can also reach and oh. there you go. More terrible. You can also reach Andy at you him? suck at Andy biz. So, <laughs> okay. Fitzy, your favorite segment. We sometimes do it a little extra long. Sometimes we break it into two segments. I think it is the best segment in podcast history. I may be a little biased. I don't know. Pat's Puri. And I have a place where I want you to start. Can I lead you? I know it's sort of your segment, but a place I want to, I want to lead you into. And it's from an, another podcast ironically, where, first of all, they call Bill Belichick something um, I don't know that I've ever heard him called before, at least publicly on the record, and that is... Um, Long Dong Silver? No, it was the N-word. <laughs> they referred to him as, like, the... Which yep. I was like, whoa, where are we going here? But more importantly, your boy... Was your it LeBron who said it? of all time, yep. Asante Samuel. Mm. Get paid, Asante Samuel. Zant. He of the dropped interception that made people like oh you turn God. on him, despite the fact Gosh. that he was a very good cornerback oh. before and after the Patriots. Let it go. He Leave it alone. The, the key to the old. Patriots dynasty was indeed Tom Brady. What's your response to Asante Samuel's latest comments that Brady was the key to the dynasty? Be like to quote the great Homer Simpson, B O R N G, boring. I'm so tired of Asante Samuel. I'm so over the grudge that he has held for a decade and a half. His opinions are like the slights, slings, and arrows of yourself and other people who just try to get a reaction out of me. Useless, meaningless, and not worth my time. Because, honestly, he's still mad about the fact that he didn't get that second contract, which mad he believes he earned. He and got the yet, second he contract good? with the Eagles. No, he didn't get it with the Patriots. That's what Who I'm saying. He's, he got paid. He was a pro I, that's what I'm, That's what I'm saying. You're, you people are just assuming players have grudges because they didn't get paid by the Patriots. Can he it just have no an opinion? No, Isn't he allowed no. to just have an opinion? It Guys, doesn't agree with I, you. I think no. Don't you have an opinion? No, I I think Asante Samuel was perfectly fine. I understand he's in the Patriots Hall of Fame. Really that's, good. That's great. Right. I know. Excuse he's me. Rather, he, no, no. Excuse me. He may better be than all, any corner you have. The all um, decade. The all decade. What did you think? You were Donald Trump by leaning into the mic because you'd be in jail. No. I, so I, I, so just because Asante Samuel in his prime might be better than any cornerback the Patriots have now doesn't take away from the fact that I'm bored with his nonstop, incessant, and largely unprovoked criticisms of Belichick and the team. It doesn't mean, Andy, so he can't hold, have on, an hold on, hold on. No, he can, can have, have an opinion. opinion. Counter to hey, yours? Listen, no, they're like, right. they're like, they're like taxes, neighbors, and assholes. We all have them. I understand. I but like, it's, it's fine. Don't worry really? about it. Listen, no one's really going to worry about it. I don't it. get and, it. I, I, I John, read the latest podcast news, and they said podcasts with swears in them have 10% less listeners. Okay, well, that we didn't want that ten percent. Just like I don't want all those the ten percent of years that I'm whittling Fuck away them. by either doing these podcasts <laughs> with you. See, thank you very much, and all the IPAs I drink, so they can they can all eat a bag of nicks. 
he can have his opinion. He's entitled to it. That's fine. We're all entitled to Wi-Fi, flat screens, iPhones, and stupid takes. I've got them. I've got them stored in the back by the barrel in the bush. I got a million. That's that's fine. You've got tons of them too, Shime. I'm yeah. just bored with him because to me, it just seems like he's got this. He's got a hair across his ass and a cross to bear for Belichick because he didn't get the second contract, and he knows he is an unfavored son of Pat's nation for being a critical of Belichick and the organization, and B all the clapbacks and nasty tweets he gets for dropping that effing interception that should have happened in Super Bowl 42. So he yeah, can tuck it and suck it for forever as far as I'm Yeah, concerned. he definitely should have caught that ball. But, like, I, you know, I don't entirely disagree with him. It Was it all Tom Brady? No. no. But it definitely was a lot of Tom Brady. They, yeah, Carson Palmer doesn't do that. Phillip Rivers doesn't do that. I, Andrew no, Luck doesn't I, win I, all those games. I yeah. get that. But to just to have to – why do we? Why are we still playing this game? Just saying, if, you, if you're giving a credit pie here, I would Ugh. give Brady more like 60% to Belichick's pie. 40. That's all I'm saying. And that's, you know what, Shime? That is the first assessment in today's podcast, segment one or segment two, that I have agreed in totality and thoroughly with you on. 60-40 is perfectly fair. However, that 40% is pretty massive. But to diminish the contributions I don't, I don't disagree. I'm not diminishing Belichick, but I'm just saying, like, idiotic. Tom Brady, you just. Right. Okay, so it's a little more Tom Brady, yeah, because you well, have because, to have and one I, of the greatest quarterbacks think, right, ever. Like, like you understandably, have to, the two have to work in tandem, right? Belichick's plan as a general manager was to simply fill in that middle class with guys he felt could overachieve because he knew he had Tom Brady, and so like with but without Tom Brady, he has to have a different philosophy. So I well, think I think he, in that regard, well, the the two very much work in tandem. He created Correct. Tom Brady. Yeah. Tom Brady doesn't become Tom Brady anywhere else at the highest level. I firmly believe that the yeah. coaching he received in 2000, oh, 2001, 2002 I couldn't agree more. helped. Okay. It's, it's like Jurassic Park. They created the monster. Then they lost control of it. Bill created the monster, then lost control of like, oh, my God, this guy can win on his own. He can win without me. He's bigger than me. But and then he left. helped create uh, the monster. Life of finds a way yeah and sometimes when i'm doing this podcast i feel like i'm sifting through 600 pounds of triceratop crap um so negative. Uh, uh no not at all i'm just trying Maybe to make pop cultural references people can relay and uh, that's fine no you're not i said i get radiation sickness but i'm able to go have a silkwood shower afterwards and rub, rub it all off and jurassic drive. park is an all-time nice day though. it's an all it's an all-timer still a banger don't tell me you just please you just discuss just a disgusting human being and you should be ashamed for the majority of yourself uh it's interesting you bring that up though andy because the to, like the Tom Brady, Bill Belichick made Tom Brady conversation kind of relates to Derek Jeter and how people assessed him like Manny Ramirez. Not that I just had to suffer through the first episode after the home run derby of Derek Jeter's the captain seven part slobumentary or, you know, knobumentary, no if you will. I, no, I know, I know not, neither do I. It was on and I was sorry that I left it on for as long as I did. However. There was that Manny Ramirez assessment, like put him in Kansas City and he's just another shortstop. I disagree with that assessment. It's fun for Boston yeah. fans that want to hate on the Yankees and Jeter. But you put Tom Brady on, let's say the Chargers, let's say the Vikings during that time. Do I believe Tom Brady's talent was great enough to become one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL and maybe squeak out a Super Bowl or two? I do because of his will to win, his incess his you know relentlessness, everything that makes Tom Brady Tom Brady. He doesn't become the legend that he is now without the coaching and the fundamentals and the roster building of Bill Belichick. That's why to me, it will always be the greatest partnership in sports history, Belichick and Brady. I agree. There we go. Hey, look at that. A little kumbaya before well, we I don't wrap even up. I think with... that's arguable. It's the greatest nope. partnership yeah. 
in Correct. sports history sports and history, remarkable that it stayed together so long and reached right. such levels of, of success. So what else and you may, got for the Pats Paris? Maybe saving the Patriots from going to Hatfield or St. Louis is number two or, or even buying the Patriots period is number two to all of Robert Kraft's tremendous area achievements with number one being keeping those two together functionally for two decades. Uh, two quick topics, gentle friends. Uh, number one, the word has not been great on Sweet Feet himself, James White, recently. And I wonder if you guys are with me, as I believe, Andy, you recently put out a piece on WEI.com. The surprise potential cut candidates, ahoy, for the New England Patriots during training camp 2022. I don't think any of those guys, the significant ones or the bigger names at the top of the list, get cut. However, I think I'm starting to fall back on what I asked earlier this summer during the nascence, if you will, of the Six Rings pod. Do we believe James White is going to play football for the Patriots this fall? Right now, my nope. answer is no. Nope. Yeah, I have no idea. Um, I, don't I don't think, think he plays again for the team, the guys. I don't. Um, I don't. He won't get cut. He'll be on PUP, yep. and then there might be a retirement or whatever. Bingo. He'll never yeah. be cut. Andy's got um, And I just, my guess is he doesn't know. My guess is they don't really know. There's probably some optimism mixed with realistic pessimism. Uh, you know who I might liken it to in a totally different way? Oh, when Teddy Bruschi had a stroke. Teddy Bruschi had a stroke. Mm -hmm. Remember, Bill put him on PUP so he mm -hmm. could bring him back. And no one at the time was like thinking it was good. Like his career was over, basically. His career. Remember that image of him walking out of the hospital like gingerly? You could never see that and say, that guy's going to play football again. But he did. So I, I would put it in that level. He's a franchise great. Mm -hmm. respected all-timer who's dealing with a significant injury where he was telling us he was spending months in bed the kids were bringing him stuff like it was a significant recovery process that i think he is still in the midst of and we'll see where it goes i but i, I think the one sure thing is you need a passing back to start the year because it's not james white Boy, how do you certainly do. And hobbled gate might be the two worst words you can read for a running back in the NFL, save for like Nazi propaganda or anything else that would just be like, I don't know. I'm just making, I'm just freestyling there. Massage but, therapist. Uh, well, oh boy. Well, I wouldn't touch that with a 10 foot chime. Happy uh, ending. Yeah. I just all don't right. think, all right, there's oh. none. All right. Just again, would you please? Yeah. Come on. Uh, I, I, I sadly, I think James White, just, I need and I don't want it to be this way. I don't think James White, God have mercy on all of us. I don't think James, James White plays another James bite, if you will, as I said on Gresham Keefe, excuse me, I said on Dale and Keefe, I don't think James White plays another significant down for the Patriots and it's a bummer, but the man is a legend and he's one of those guys. They should fast track to getting the red jacket in a Thursday night celebration. Last but not least, how about this? As we ourselves will be coming out very soon with our AFC East previews, in addition to AFC East predictions, AFC predictions, Super Bowls, and all the kinds of things, maybe even some fantasy pods and more oh. kinds of stuff football people do on the regular here on the six. Yeah, pod. football people. Football people. Bam. Football bro, gridiron bros. Um, NFL.com today just happened to release their full-blown AFC East preview. And they say, uh, you know, they go through the notable acquisitions, notable departures for the Patriots, and they have two, three subplots to track for the Patriots. They say, number one, the biggest one, year two development of Mac Jones. They say the second biggest subplot for the Patriots to track this season is, of course, the turnover on defense. And number three, 
is the turnover on the offensive line. Agree or disagree with the power rankings of subplots to track 2022, according to NFL.com. And our pal Eric Edholm wrote this piece, formerly of the Yahoo. Uh, do you agree with that power ranking of Patriots 2022 season subplots to track? Well, I'm going to assume we're we're including the offensive coaching staff in Max development. Is that kind of entwined in that? Yes, yes, sir. they are. Forward they line. are. They are okay. enmeshed, if you will. Yeah, I, Mac is. We said it a year ago. Mac was the story of the season, the story of the team, the future. His future is your future. The whole thing. I would agree with that. But I would also say, I think the. Um, you know how we like to throw this around in many topics where we say floor and ceiling, floor and you know high yes. floor, low ceiling, high ceiling, mm -hmm. low floor, yes, whatever. Yes, right. You're used to you're used to low ceilings, right, Andy? Son of a bitch. It's not funny. It's not funny. Thanks. Height shaming, not cool. Not cool. Anyway, uh, I think, and this this is this may trigger um, the bald co-host in the room, uh, in the digital room here. Uh, this may trigger Shime a little bit. I think Mac has a high floor this year. I do not think he will fall on his face. I don't know what the ceiling is. I do not think he will embarrass himself. The second storyline, the defense, I think is a total unknown and embarrassment is in play. Oh yeah, it is, baby. Why are you so you stop sounding that? so excited about that? <laughs> no, it's just I like I just like to be right. And I, you know, I have a Me feeling too. that I will be. Okay, yeah, so Shime, defensively, I'm gonna, no, Andy, right now, I need to say this right now. Shime, right now. Yep. We're doing this. Okay. If the New England Patriots on September 11th, 2022, go down to Miami against mm -hmm. a pretty good defense uh, that may even actually be a little bit better this year because they have excellent cornerbacks. They have a developing pass rush as well. Mm -hmm. uh, Jalen Phillips. Ooh, that guy would look good in the Patriots uniform. And of course they got Wilkerson, et cetera. If the New England Patriots go down there and not only don't embarrass themselves, but score more points than the Miami Dolphins in the opening game of the season. And like they score points, like we're not talking like 17, 14 final or, you know, 13, 10. I mean, mm -hmm. like they go down there and they put up 27 or more surprise the NFL and yourself included. I am betting you like a really nice breakfast, not just McDonald's, not just like a takeaway sandwich from Cumberland Farm 7-Eleven. Week one I mean, doesn't like, matter to me. I want to oh, see no, what they does. I want to see I what they do against Baltimore at home in week three. I want to see what they do on the road in Green mm. Bay in week four. Like those matter. I, I know, but I'm talking about a sneak right preview of things to come. I want yeah. to put the NFL on notice. I believe this offense it, will be. But it, that'll more. be meaningless. Week one Why? is all about Every win counts, and especially. And that is overreaction Monday Thank on you, steroids, mm -hmm. especially the unknown of the Patriots, new defense. They could be a shambles trying to find their way. The unknown of a new offensive coach a new offense and i'm sorry when you add a weapon like tyreek hill you're legitimately a new offense even though a lot mm -hmm. of the pieces were already there that's just an unknown environment an unknown day stuff happens in week one and the overreaction will be dramatic it will mm -hmm. be loud it will that's start how we nfl yep it'll start on patriots monday at 6 a.m on the greg hill show with Shime and Wiggy, and they'll be all in on overreaction, and that's fine. That's what we do. It's the business. It's the fun of it. But that is far from telling as to what they're going to be on a whole or that they're not an embarrassment. All right, fine. After after five weeks, the Patriots have a winning record. Then you owe me breakfast. 
Fine, and if they don't, you can buy me a breakfast. I'll and buy you, and it'll food. be a nice breakfast. You'll have to sit there with me and enjoy it, and you'll just Perfect. watch me pay for it, and I'll just just be wretched as I watch you just like run that hash through every last little bit of poached egg. I will, fine. Uh, oh, I will eat oh. so much hollandaise. Uh, it would blow your mind. Language. If I cut uh, you, so, do you not please hollandaise? So, <laughs> so I actually have a question. Final thing in Pope, uh, Pat's Pre here. Go for uh, it. I was at the casino this past weekend, and I placed a bet, and I wanted your thoughts okay. real quick. Uh, I, I tried to predict the eight division winners this year in the NFL. Ooh. Uh, so I picked my eight. I bet $20 to win $16,000. That's awesome. Okay. That's awesome. Well, you so could have texted me. I would have doubled down just for the hell of it. Me who too. Loses, who loses this bet for me? The Buffalo Bills. Nope. The Baltimore Ravens. Yep. The Indianapolis Colts. Nope. The Las Vegas Raiders. Ooh, yep. The Philadelphia Eagles. The nope. Green Bay Packers. Nope. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the nope. LA Rams. Nope. No, the Ra the Raiders, who you and I both agree, are going to be one of the most fascinating teams and easily the third the most difficult out on third down. Just because of the lumber they're up against. I'm big I'm bullish on Denver. That's the team I might go with to win the AFC West. And I, I don't know, man. For every person that tells me, like, watch out, the Super Bowl hangover and or year two regression for the redefined Cincinnati Bengals could be happening this year. I'm not buying it. I think the nope. Bengals actually – I think the Bengals are really good. Me too. I said that the second it happened. Yeah. I actually would have worried if they'd won it that they'd be this immature winner. Um, I think they have a psycho quarterback. Similar yeah, I agree. to the guy so we were I, talking about. I, this is That's these, all. and this is just twenty bucks well spent, winners. kid. This is not even well playoff spent. teams. But, no, no, so, no. I, I like your picks. I don't think you have a dumb pick in the bunch. The yep. one problem is, one of those teams is guaranteed to suffer a season-altering injury. An injury bug. Yeah. Like of if course, Josh absolutely. Allen goes down, I'm you screwed. made the right bet's bet. Done. You yep. made the right bet, and you're wrong. You lose. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers gets injured. Boom. That right. bet's dead. You made the right bet. You just lose. hundred percent. Right. And I agree. I like and your Philadelphia Eagles it. pick, by the way. I, I love, love the, the Eagles. Well, pick. I'm really high on the Eagles this year. I just Same. think the acquisition of talent, I think it's got to bleep or get off the pot time for Jalen Hurts. And that's the problem. I think I think he'll be okay. I don't think he'll be amazing, but I think he'll be pretty good. I think he needs um, to get off the pot because he is I crazy. am I am a I am big on the Baltimore Ravens this season. So that's yeah, why I picked them. It's not even that I dislike the Bengals. I still think the Bengals are absolutely like one of my playoff teams, but I just I, I'm very high on the Ravens this year. Uh, and then the Raiders were my outside the box pick. They're the one pick that was like a super, super heavy underdog. Uh, they were plus 700 to win the division. So part of me was like, oh, the value's wow, just too good. Wow, really? Yeah. Wow, so, so for me, value. part of it was the value's just too good for a team that has Devontae Adams, Darren Waller, and Hunter Renfro with Derek Carr thrown on the football. Um, and I think the Chargers are getting too much hype. Uh, I don't believe in the Chiefs necessarily right now. And mm -hmm. I'm not convinced the Broncos are going to be a full-on machine right out the gate. Yeah, I'm I'm huge in on the Broncos. Let me just, before I pass the baton back to you to wrap this pod up, Andy, let me just say I would love if we did a pod where we all, um, I did a pod. Isn't that that race up in Alaska? Shut up, Andy. Oh, it's um, and I, just, I had to do that just to leave a foul horrible. stench in your room before you go do your TV hit. Um, I, I had totally just crop dusted in your room with that one. Um I would love to do a podcast where we all bring like three to five prop bets for the season that we're really hype on. And one of them to me, whatever the over under is for receptions for Hunter Renfro, I'm banging the over real hard. Oh, God, yes. I mean, unless it's a stupid number. I haven't He's checked, a vacuum. So. 
know, I mean, like if like, I'm thinking like we might be seeing like 2007 Welker stats. Yeah, yeah. No, I would if, if it's anything below like 120. <laughs> I think it's in play. Like seriously, wow. free, no, it's free. If it's with, if, and that's with the acquisition of Devontae Adams. Yes, doesn't matter insane. if it's anything. Beneath, I love that. If uh, my guess is it's probably going to be somewhere in the 80s, and I can't bet enough. I like yeah. I told the children like don't don't look Agreed. at your college fund because Dad's got somewhere he's going to put it. Now I would just say as I close this, Shine, you if you were pursuing value, my guess is had you added the Patriots winning the AFC East to yeah. your little play here, it would have been great value. I would have, I would have rather picked the uh, the Miami Dolphins. If I'm oh, you don't be a hater. Everybody's a hater. Uh, no. Oh, I just, I like what the Dolphins did in the offseason more than what the Patriots did, and, and so I think they got better. And they were borderline playoff team last year. They beat you twice. So I just, I like the Dolphins better this year. And if just for reference, if it was cut that the, by the way, I like the Dolphins better. The Patriots and Dolphins are both plus 450. So if I had done the Patriots or the Dolphins, it would have been 20 to win 58,000 instead of 16. Oh, wow. Could have rolled it. Anyway, that's us on a roll to the finish of another Six Rings and Football Things podcast. We appreciate you listening. We would appreciate a follow on Twitter. We would appreciate a subscription, whether you get us through Apple Podcasts or you do the company a solid, download the Odyssey app. I need a timeout. I had to bring this up. Uh, Fitzy, you said Hunter Renfro receptions, correct? Yeah, I, I got him right here on Roto. The number is set at 77 and a half. Oh, yeah, my God. Uh, and I got and the overs yards. even money. You're yeah, kidding. I'm going to I'm literally going to bet that this week. That's the easiest I'm, bet in the history of bets. I'm going to bet a, a whatever uh, the word blank ton of money that I'm not allowed to say on this podcast on that. That is a okay, done Andy, you, can, deal. you can wrap up that. Now. OK, Sorry, please subscribe. Thank please you. Shine. Download the Odyssey app. Please tell a friend about the podcast. We are picking up steam. If you felt at all like these were off-season filler podcasts, well, that's because these were off-season filler podcasts. We have they were football. high quality. Thank you very much. They were high quality filler, but they were still filler of the summer in the months of June and July. <laughs> yeah, like, like hot dogs and chicken camp. nuggets. Yeah, exactly. We have season predictions. We have everything a football fan could want. We'll sprinkle in some gambling. We'll sprinkle in some fantasy football. And we are barely a week away from reacting to on-field action at Gillette Stadium and the practice fields. Summer, sadly, is just about over, but that means Patriot season, that means football, and that means six rings. The podcast will be there every step of the way. And just a little hint, we're twice a week right now. We may be going to three times a week in the very near future because there is always plenty going on with your New England Patriots. For Nick Fitzy Stevens, the positive side of things. For nope. Chris, negativity shime. The man behind the dark side. And for me, Andy Hart, who's just Mr. Objective Analysis in the middle, who everyone loves and just never knows what he's going to say. It's another Six Rings podcast. Fellas, one word. Peace. See ya. No, no, no.